Rick Rule is a favorite in the Real Vision community. If you'd like to meet up with Rick and get a master class from the master himself, you'll want to head to the Rick Rule Symposium on Natural Resource Investing in Florida, July 23rd to the 27th. You'll get access to industry insiders, elite bullion dealers, gold council members, and uranium pros. Just head over to realvision.com forward slash Rick. It's Web3 Wednesdays on Crypto Daily Briefing. And thank you for spending some time with me on this learning journey today. I'm Elaine Lee, your friendly crypto host and producer. Before we introduce our guest today, I have something special to talk to you about. Now, unless you have been living under a rock in the RV ecosystem, you know RV 2.0 is coming. If not, go and watch Rao's past, present and future of Real Vision video. It's a great one and a cracker and some of you feature in it. Now, let's see what some of you have to say because the community is the beating heartbeat of what we do at Real Vision even before the world of Web3 existed or was even a thing. So I'd like to go through and uh, take a look at some of your cheeky little comments. And I picked out a few. Let's go over, take a look at what Brent K said. He goes, wow, I'm really excited for the new platform and features. Thanks for taking the time to explain. And I really enjoyed the bloopers at the end of the video. We're all human after all. And then we go to Alison A. I know exactly who Alison is. She joins me every Friday at DJ Happy Hour or definitely at Twitter a friend that goes backwards and forwards because she's in our community. She goes, this is really exciting. So much opportunity. Thank you. And then we have POTUS. Oh, well, hold on a second. <laughs> Not POTUS, Pontus. I beg your pardon. I'll be a big, big deal if POTUS is leaving a comment on the RV website. He goes to the RV team. Don't fuck this up. You are actually offering value and not the bullshit value that most offers are online are projecting. Heart emoji. Keep it up. I wish I could afford high membership, but I hope you don't forget us guys on the essential level. Heart emoji, heart emoji. Now, here's why this matters to you when we talk about pricing and different tiers at Real Vision. Prices at Real Vision, like a lot of other things in our economy, are about to go up. If you're already a Real Vision member, you can lock in your current membership at up to 50% off. Or you can try a higher level membership at discounted prices before July the 28th. Fourth. Here's where you need to go to check it out. You go on to www.realvision.com level up. And again, it's realvision.com forward slash level up in the words of Sierra. Now, uh, we are asked to talk about hmm, our favorite feature on the new RV 2.0. And I figured out what it is. Now, my favorite feature as a journalist is definitely the data tab on the left-hand side. Now, not only it takes me to the overview of the charts, and I know how you love your charts, you chart wizards, and provide a newsfeed. Take a look at that. And when I go to the search bar and type in a topic or a name, so like here, I've put Solana, the second tab is the news tab, and it provides a wonderful overview to the headlines of the day. And I love that. All right, now back to full screen me. Let's go on to today's show. Joining me today is Calvin Chan. He is the founder and CEO of Legitimate. Calvin, welcome to the show and thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks, Alliance. Great to be here. Awesome. All right, so I got to get to it. It's a buzzword at the moment. Digital, I know it's right up your alley, and that's what your company is focused on doing exactly with that between Web 2 and Web 3 and all that good stuff with brands. But explain to 
me the concept of just what a fidgetal ecosystem is. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so glad you asked because that word obviously is really, really blowing up in popularity, especially in fashion, right? Um, fidgetal stands for uh, physical and digital. Uh, it's a little combination of the two words. And <clears throat> excuse me, as an industry, I think uh, people have been trying to figure out what term to use for a while. And, and you know, some people might not like it. Some people might love the word digital. Regardless, it's here to stay. The, the hashtags are trending, LinkedIn, all the influencers are talking about it. Um, it's Web3, Calvin. We just shot up <laughs> our new names all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the main thing is it manifests itself in different forms. It, it, it isn't necessarily just legitimate or legitimate isn't just digital, right? Digital can be a combination of things like in-person activations, you know, real life events, gatherings, but specifically for what we do at Legitimate is we help brands connect physical products to unique digital experiences. Yeah, that's really important because that communication and that level of comms is something so important at the moment and you really have to work with the right people to nail it down. So I think uh, I want to say to you, I hope you're patient with everyone along the way. <laughs> Yeah, and I hope everybody's patient with us along the way, too. It's really, really new ter territory, super uncharted. I mean, it took us a while to kind of land on on adopting the word fidgetal, but but we're there. Mm. We're, we're meeting we're meeting our people there, you know. I have a song for it now, Calvin. In my head, every time I go, let's get fidgetal, fidgetal. It works, right? It works. You know, you, you know what's funny, Elaine, is I actually gave a talk at uh, a conference a couple of months ago, and the name of my talk was Let's Get Fidgetal. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So, so um, yeah. So, I mean, when I'm on my Twitter timeline, I see a lot of digital goods and I certainly want my greedy little hands on some of these goods as well. But how can Web3 and blockchain based digital identities facilitate like direct interactions with customers and provide more of a personalized and curated experience? I think let's extrapolate the blockchain side away from, you know, all the hype and buzzwords around things like NFTs or tokens or, or all of that, right? Because fundamentally what you're looking at is uh, two things. It's, it's a distributed transparent ledger that everybody can obviously see the data program and, 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 you know, contribute to. But the second thing is, I think what's probably more valuable than anything else here is the standardization of how protocols operate. And what this means is that you know, if we're building on, you know, blockchain technology, it actually enables other projects, other sort of ecosystems to add value to that in a super seamless way. And you're seeing this play out. I mean, Web2, you know, we had this domination of what a lot of VCs and investors like to, they always like to ask, what's your moat, right? Like, how do you, how do you retain your customers? And, and as a sort of consequence of that, you know, you're seeing the rise of companies like Zapier now where Zapier has to exist to connect all these different systems together. Zapier is not necessary in Web3 because we've all sort of established these standardized protocols, these transparent ledgers that, you know, if we're building on a certain technology, right, a certain EIP or ERC, other people can add value to that. And that's the power of the ecosystem. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about it on that term in the terms of the tech behind it as well. So, you know, some brands have really struggled with entering the Web3 space. They maybe try it, doesn't work out. They'll have another go at it. People get a bit confused. People give up on it because, you know, simply it, some of it just looks like cash grab opportunities. And some of the entry points are way too high as well for a normal person or for anything to mess with such brand new technologies. I mean, how do brands resolve this? Is it, it I mean, is it partnering up with an existing NFT collection that's already got so many loyal fans out 
out there. You know, people say uh, whatever project is out there is dead. But, you know, when you meet them in real life under a same umbrella, the chemistry is is magical. And, and that's what the Web3 is trying to do or definitely bringing in. So um, do you build community first or, or do you partner up with an existing collection out there? What's, what's your take on that? It, it's so interesting because there's so many parallels that can be drawn. I mean, the technology is new, but but fundamentally speaking, you're talking about human nature. You're talking about, you know, emotional marketing at the, at the end of the day. And, and, you know, I think Bobby Hundreds, you know, wrote in his book, he said something like, you know, before NFTs and before blockchain, we had streetwear. And for the longest time, luxury brands, you know, couldn't figure out how to like, capture that segment of the audience and every time they tried they would they would get some sort of pushback from their sort of uh their original audience and as you've seen over the last 10 15 years like luxury and streetwear have very much so kind of uh met at the end of the road and, and now they're they're more or less synonymous i mean you have pharrell at lv you have all these other like existing you know luxury brands tapping into streetwear aesthetic lifestyle and you could sort of see the same thing happening with NFTs and the concept of Web3 as well, where now you're seeing a lot of streetwear brands trying to tap into the Web3 communities and whatnot. And I think it really comes down to authenticity. And, and I'm speaking from obviously as legitimate, we focus on digitally provable authenticity, but I'm actually speaking about authenticity right now from like a, you know, a more emotional level. Right. Mm. Is the brand staying true to their core audience? Are they actually considering what brings value to their core audience? Are they leaving their core audience in the dirt just to like, you know, kind of capture, like you said, this quick cash grab. And for for a lot of brands that don't have the resources, don't know how the education and know how, don't have in-house teams, they don't actually know how to do that. Right. They see, like, let's use Nike as an example. Nike, Nike did a great job. Just just for what it's worth, I'm not talking about Nike. But a lot of brands look to Nike and they go, oh, how can we do something similar? We want to do a dot swoosh. We want to do an artifact. We want to do, you know, a 10K PFP project. But that, like, the, what they fail to understand is Nike has 10X, 20X the resources to actually, you know, contribute and also learn. And, and I think what's really interesting about what Nike did with dot swoosh is they brought in their existing community mm. into, you know, this new space, taught them about it. And now, you know, as we're yeah. seeing across a lot of other companies, they don't even call it blockchain. They don't call it NFTs. Like they call it, they, they drop all that verbiage. Dot Swoosh is digitally collectible Air Force Ones and other sneakers, right? Yeah. And I think that's-, that's I think the, the term, yeah. Digital collect- collectible is so <clears throat> important, so key. And when you mention like streetwear, their fan base is a whole nother league of its own. You know, when there's a new drop, you see, you know, just people queuing up for the latest drop for the brand that they're so loyal to. So being able to put like the digital aspect for it, for like a proof of identification, for traceability, for tradability. Yeah, it, it's quite a fascinating space to actually learn about. Yeah. And, and, and to wrap it up, I think it's just you can't you can't chase what everybody else has been doing. Right. Ultimately, I think especially I, I can speak with a lot of confidence right now for a brand rolling out any PFP collection, any NFT collection right now. It, it's it's so beyond sort of what people are talking about, at least in a general sense. Uh, we we in the crypto space obviously have a very fine tuned sort of channel for news and engagement. And sometimes we fail to realize that beyond us, right? Like a lot We're of people- We're so have, small. We're so right, small. The total right. crypto 
market cap, I think maybe it's just over a little bit of a trillion. I mean, what Apple is worth as a company is probably triple the size of that. Yeah. And, and yeah, ultimately we can't just be shoving this technology down consumers' throats, right? It, it needs yeah. to be, it needs to provide value and needs to be able to stand on its own aside mm. from speculation, which I think is, is more or less sort of that, that barrier here. Yeah. You're so right. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about Legitimate Tech, which is your company. What are you trying to solve over there? What are you building? Are there examples that you can tell me about what you've been working on? Why are you crazy enough to be a Web3 founder? You know, go through uh, what you've been up to over at Legitimate. Yeah, I think the story goes back way, way, way back. I've, I've been into streetwear, uh, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, kind of grew back into it uh, in my young adult career. Uh, you're um, one of the cool kids. I bet you have a cool <laughs> I bet you own a somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe if you go back in my timeline far enough, you can figure out what I hold. <laughs> uh, hey! <laughs> uh, careful. Visionaries are really smart and they can uh, do this. Yikes. yikes. Uh-oh, here we go. Um, but, you know, I I've sort of fell into the crypto rabbit hole in 2017. I joined a, a startup called AirSwap. Uh, we built one of the first, you know, on-chain uh, crypto asset swap protocols at the time. Um, and eventually we were acquired by consensus. The reason why I talk about that is because during that time, we actually focused on a little experiment. We were thinking about tokenizing real world assets. And um, we were working with you know, some smaller you know, firms and companies to tokenize real estate. Uh, obviously that didn't pan out. We decided to shut that down very, very quickly. I mean, we didn't even really do anything with it, primarily because of the uncertainties of the regulation back then, obviously. Uh, but that actually got my head thinking. I was like, hey, this, this concept of backing real world assets, super cool. And actually one of the most valuable use cases of blockchain technology, especially at a time where everybody was talking about how it'd be great for things like supply chain, for tracking, authenticity, nobody was actually doing it. And I sort of, you know, in my head, I've been thinking about that for a while. I was like, hey, you know, streetwear and luxury, the counterfeit market's like a $500 billion plus industry, right? Like ultimately, and this was back in 2019, ultimately, if we could leverage this technology to help consumers prove that what they buy is real, that could be very, very valuable for the industry. So that's actually how I got started with Legitimate, um, hence the name Legitimate. And along the, along the way, what we realized is actually, you know, the authenticity aspect, that's just the baseline. That's just sort of like a binary, is it authentic, is it not authentic? What we've right. created has opened the doors for us to commoditize a lot of the technology that we are talking about in the NFT blockchain and Web3 space. Things like token-gated access, community building, exclusive benefits, right. you know, all these things that people are, are talking about. Hey, if you buy this PFP, you'll get all these things. People already do that. They buy physical products with expectations of like buying into a brand. They want to buy into the narrative. They want to bet buy into the brand storytelling. And when we realized that it, it kind of opened the doors, you know, to, yeah. to more than just authenticity, we we started focusing a lot on storytelling customer right. engagement and yes. brand because I think proof of ownership is uh well proof of authenticity is one thing but proof of ownership is also something very <sighs> dear and near that a consumer has has to feel before they make such a purchase especially with luxury items that cost a little bit more you know I have a, a friend who is like really young um professional poker player uh an influencer for one of the biggest soccer teams in the UK and he was like Elaine I don't get this uh uh, NFT thing. I don't hold any crypto, but 
I do have an NFT of my Breitling. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But he's like, the fact that I can prove it in a digital sense and never lose my receipt is already a winning streak for him. And that's how yeah. he's right. And, and obviously, a, what is that saying? A rising tide lifts all, all ships. Like, you know, with Breitling, what they're doing, amazing. I, I think that really set the they tone. They have their third tab on their screen is yeah. about digital collectibles. Right. Yeah. Right. And and no nothing nothing about Breitling, but I do know that they they in the the watch box they they pass out a little little card or or some sort of serial number that allows you to prove sort of the the authenticity, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it was really really good to kind of see this this movement, especially in the corporate luxury space, that people are paying attention to to this type of technology. What we're doing is taking it one step further, right? Instead of just a serial number, instead of just a QR code, we actually have custom encoded NFC tags that are capable of emitting digital signatures. And we can actually verify those digital signatures, similar as how you would verify a wallet signature, right? For the I, I, cr- yeah. I literally they, want to sit next to you and be like, show me how it's done. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, show, here, here they are. We can, we can Show you know, me, show me. Grab me one of those and let me see. So oh, look, go it. for it. Tell me about your recent drop. It's a mix with, um, and excuse me if I'm not cool enough for this stuff, but Rock Nation and Puma mixtape collection sneakers. Look at those bad boys. Yeah, yeah. give it a little twirl, give it a little 360. We'll do the little, oh. Sorry, and there's the, there's the tag itself. The Lovely. Tag. How do you like how do you get the information from it? Do you scan it? Like, how does it work? Yeah. So you take oh, any mobile yeah. phone mm-hmm. and, well, it's kind of hard to do with one hand. I'm sorry. But you bring the phone close to the tag. Yeah. And a pop-up shows up right there. Right. And as you open it, it open, it pulls up a digital experience um, that allows you to yes. log in yes. with email. Yes. And yes. after doing so, it actually unlocks a unique experience that's catered for you. So Puma worked with Rock Nation specifically on this collection. They call it the evolution of the mixtape. It's to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip hop, which is this summer. Um, and what, what Rock Nation did is they actually created a mixtape of some of their up and coming artists, you know, recently signed talent, never wow. before heard of tracks. So there are 14 tracks in total. And these tracks are going to be distributed exclusively through this experience. Uh, for the first two months. So if you want to listen to the tracks before they're released to the general public, you have to get your hands on these shoes. Um, you scan them. The tracks are releasing, you know, four tracks per week, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It might be it right. might be a little different. But beyond the tracks, too, I mean, there's exclusive content, music videos, behind-the-scenes access. This truly is, I mean, like, everything that, that, not to bring it back to crypto, but, like, everything that people talk about, you know, token-gated access, stuff like that, this is it in a fully mainstream, this is the first mainstream distribution of a digital product that has this level of engagement. Nice. So like, you know, I know um, Alo, the yoga brand is doing something. I know Dior's released some uh, shoe B3. I'm trying to be cool and remember the name of the shoe. I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah. You know, Rupton is in there, Prada as well. They really, ha- um, we'll get to a little bit of this conversation and talking about how brands need a definitely a, a, a digital collectible strategy, a Web3 strategy, as we would call it people in crypto, but digital collectible strategy to the mass audience, you know. And just for all of those people, this is not a, a, something small because there's, a, I'm assuming, a lot of meetings to have gone down for you to actually make this happen because Rock Nation is ultimately one of the 
you know, most well-known entertainment brands founded by Jay-Z, who looks after artists like Alicia Keys and um, Lil Uzi. And you're really testing me. Give me another big artist name. DJ Khaled's on there. All we do is win. There you go. Excellent. Um, So that's wonderful. I mean, how long did that take? Just uh, just from the top of your head. We we launched on Friday. We launched last Friday. So these shoes oh, wow, were this week. on Friday, and I finally had a chance. Sold out. How many over the? How is it sold so, out? How many so them? so most of the Puma stores, the brick and mortar stores, are sold out of most of the colorways and sizes. I mean, these are on Goat and StockX already selling for like three x the the retail price. So nice. um, that's that's a huge nice. win for everybody involved. Nice. I, I think um, I, I do know that Puma's getting more shipped to the distribution center. So okay. um, there, there's going to be a restock soon, I believe, on the Foot Locker side. Puma, it's still obviously direct from the brand. I think they're still in stock. That being said, I had a chance to take a breather on Saturday and look back, uh, do a little <laughs> bit of like, you know, just recentering. And I looked at my old emails. Uh, the first email between us and Puma was 2019. So. Oh, that makes my skin <laughs> Well done, you. Take a screen yeah. grab and, yeah. and 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 mint that. And uh, yeah, no, anything pink and pretty, you slide into my DMs and you let me know whatever you're building out there. <laughs> I how how much are they going for? Are they a ridiculous price range? What what's that? Sorry. Are that how much are the Pumas that are sitting next to you? Oh, they retail for one hundred and thirty dollars, so it's super accessible to everyday consumers, uh, right. especially relative to today's market environment. Um, so compared to other shoes, I mean, like the Dior, I n- not, not even say, I'm not saying Dior and Puma like exist in the same playing field, but the Dior's, for example, selling for like several thousand dollars, obviously you saw the Louis Vuitton NFT, you know, drop or whatever, selling for like 15 ETH or something crazy. Um, I think, you know, this, like, like we said, this, this is, this is not an NFT. This is a mainstream sneaker release yeah. that has yeah. a unique digital experience tied to it that will introduce tens of thousands of people to what's possible in the physical space. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. So, um, okay. So that's interesting. Loved how you showed me how that process works. And um, yeah, that really gives great leverage for a mass audience to to join in. And, and I'm all game for that. Um, well, which brings me to sort of asking you like, Web3 is still very clunky and complicated. You know, why do you think there is a miscommunication there and how will it get better? Because, you know, for sometimes someone like me talking to you, I mean, I didn't have access to a shoot. And if I knew about this, I would 100% went in just to play like, I mean, 130 is probably my, well, I am going to say it, 130 is probably what I'd spent on gas fees, right? So 130 to actually get the shoe easy, usable, actually like from the process of A to B and not connecting any wallets is hallelujah, amen. Um, why is it so clunky and complicated? How do we make it better? I mean, like, let, let's take this aside. Let's take this experience aside, right? Like Puma and Mark Nation aside, we've worked with tons of other brands, streetwear brands. I mean, I'm wearing an Ambush shirt that we powered right here with Bright Moments that we did like a couple months ago. And from day one, like we had a very, very clear, you know, thesis is that the future of Web3 is that there's no mention of Web3, right? And that that's super, super overarching. But really what it boils down to is like thinking about it from a mainstream consumer's perspective, right? It's like, okay, great. ETH gas fees, right? Doing minting an NFT, doing any sort of on-chain transaction, you're looking at you know, anywhere from $20 to $30 at the cheapest for just a, a, a simple, simple transaction. 
So yeah. for something like that, it's it's we designed the experience around the fact that consumers should not have to worry about things like gas fees, about things like wallets, about things like transactions. And as we approach a world where there are so many other L1s, so many other L2s out there that people can choose from, you know, that's another barrier that like most consumers will not even have the mental like patience to like deal with. Right. Imagine telling a customer first you have to download MetaMask, then you have to go in and add a no, custom no, no. RPC. All that needs. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And we abstract all that away. So consumers don't have to pay gas, they don't have to pay transactions. I mean, like at the end of the day, we're building on blockchain technology. And I think the 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 key here, and, and I, I know I'm gonna get you know hit on this by Twitter and, and all that, but it it's a spectrum to decentralization, right? Ultimately, at the end of the day, I believe that, sure, if you're storing tens of millions of dollars in crypto assets, maybe get a cold wallet, maybe have you know a multi-sig that you secure with your most trusted family and friends. But if we're talking about consumer retail and what works in stores and what works to people like you know my parents or anybody who might not even know what Web3 is, you know, that's about meeting them halfway and, and, and building sort of user experiences that are, you know, super functional and, and seamless for them in, in a mm-hmm. way that is similar to kind of what they're used to, but also slowly educating them on, on what's possible. Yes, yes. I mean, usability, both for slam on the table, usability, usability, usability. It's all about that. And, you know, just from looking at the 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 trainer, as friends over the pond like to call them, uh, you know, it, it's just if I had that on my feet, I would literally it would be my main party trick. I would literally be going to everyone and be like, scan my shoe, scan my shoe. Um, What's crazy is we we actually rolled out this. I mean, not for not for Puma, but we rolled out um, this feature for another another brand that we worked with, where uh, people who buy the products can actually then distribute further digital collectibles, sort of like a proof of meeting type of thing. Like, hey, oh, Elaine's yeah. wearing this T-shirt. You know, this is a proof that you met her. And the actual user engagement that we've been seeing from something like that has been off the charts. I mean, like, how many? It was a small run, so we did 50 t-shirts as a pilot for this brand. We saw over the course of a week, 500 different collectibles being distributed. So that's like a 10x, like a 10 times the actual original sort of launch. Um, And this was in Japan with a Japanese project. We saw people like showed these things to their friends all over Japan. And eventually even got to Singapore and like Korea and like parts of like Europe Mm -hmm. and everything. How big is your team? Pretty small. We're very lean. So we're we're a team of um, six total right now. Nice. Lean, mean, keep them keen. I like that. Uh, Okay, just going to go over to the viewer questions. And by the way, put down your questions in the chat. We'll ask the best ones on air. Remember, Real Vision members take priority, which means we look at the platform first before we hit YouTube and whatever you are vomiting out there on Twitter. We will pick it up if you have any questions. And if you are not a Real Vision member yet, go to realvision.com forward slash realvision.com forward slash crypto to sign up it is free and will remain so this is where you're able to watch the latest Raul Powell's adventures in crypto before anyone else a new episode premieres every Friday uh, so Calvin there is the point of the show where I do have to hit up some questions from the public is it okay if I go through them let's do it awesome uh one from my 
favorite community member who's on the daily briefing who shows up every day ralph hello i hope you i think you're watching it over in new jersey somewhere um, on the rv website he is asking you what are some of the brands on the cutting edge with this yeah i think we can break it down ralph to to sort of let's talk about fidgetal really quick and what, what brands are doing to that extent i know we talked about brightling for a bit so brightling obviously one of the first brands to adopt this concept of a digital certificate of authenticity backed by blockchain, right? Um, that being said, I at least the last time I looked at Breitling, it, it wasn't actually connected to the product. It was a you know separate little card. A lot of brands are, are starting to do this where they include like a card with a QR code or serial number, or even some like a static NFC tag where you could scan and kind of see product details and uh, you know warranty information and stuff like that. So that's sort of the baseline here. That's been happening even without blockchain technology. So let's put that aside, right? That's been happening for the last I would say like five to 10 years. Um, with the inclusion of blockchain technology, now what you're seeing is like, okay, this digital certificate of authenticity, it's you know backed on a digital ledger. And for transparency purposes, uh, it's accessible and viewable by, by everybody. Great, another step forward. And you saw, um, you know, you're obviously seeing brands like uh, Dior doing this with B33. You're seeing brands like, um, uh, I, I know you're off the top of my head. I mean, like, I know Artifact <laughs> Artifact does this with, like, some of their drops where you could scan. I mean, Ambush, prior to working with us, also did something, like, was, uh, you know, one of the first movers in this space. And now what we're doing, what we're seeing is we're actually taking it one step further, right? Instead of just saying, hey, it's a digital certificate of authenticity or a digital twin, we're saying, actually, this improves your end-to-end -end brand customer loyalty and brand customer engagement. Right, because now instead of just tapping once, except accessing the digital certificate of authenticity, we're enabling brands and, and encouraging them to push out content, push out benefits, push out you know things that consumers can engage with over an extended period of time. So for this shoe, what would have been just a weekend sort of like PR push where it's like, hey, for the 50th anniversary of hip hop, we're doing this. This shoe, consumers are going to be talking about for the next two months at least. Because for the next two months, there's going to be digital content that they can only access by, by scanning the shoe and by, by purchasing the shoe. So nice. what, what was originally $130 worth of you know, revenue or whatever for Puma, you know, that all of a sudden becomes extremely more valuable. Because mm. now you're raising the bar for how you build relationships with your customers. And accessibility. Taking, right, exactly. Right, Taking it right. beyond the purchase point. A very quick question. We got one from Jolly Bean uh, from YouTube. They're asking you, when is the next drop or what is your next drop and how do they keep up with you? Uh, you can keep up with us on Twitter, mostly if for the crypto inclined crowd. For the non-crypto inclined crowd, we're on threads, we're on Instagram. Um, and we're also on LinkedIn. Uh, we have a lot of, I have so many opinions and feelings about IP, specifically Web3 IP. And that's probably where I'm going to leave it. I'm not allowed to say a lot of what's coming up. Everyone yet, talks about IP. You didn't ask my lean, question. What is your next drop? <laughs> let's lean. Let's lean more on the the anime side of things. I would say so. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Let me just take a look at all those different notes. Well, Kelvin, I think that's all we have time for. I hope you've had fun joining the Real Vision family today. Elaine, thank you so much. I had a great time. No problem. Before I actually let you go, any final thoughts before I wrap? <laughs> Um, yeah, make sure to check us out, Twitter, Instagram, you know, we're, we're all, always, you know, pushing out a lot of news, a lot of 
my personal Twitter might have a leak or two of Alpha sometimes. There you go. There I'm you go. To, Get to the I'm trying stuff. to not be the Tom Holland of my company, but sometimes it's a little hard. There you go. No, very, very fine line that we walk around all day, every day in the world of Web3. Kelvin Chan, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, well, that's it for today, Vision, uh, Visionaries. Make sure to go out and check out our website. Go to realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's free to go and sign up. You know where it's at. Tomorrow, your boy Ash is back. He will speak with Kane Warwick, the founder of Synthetix and one of the leading voices in DeFi. That's about to go down for tomorrow. You don't want to miss that one. So see you live tomorrow at 9 a.m. PST, noon Eastern and 5 p.m. London time, which is where I am here today. Thanks for watching the show and I'll see you all very soon. Rick Rule. Rick Rule is a favorite of the Real Vision community. If you'd like to meet Rick and get a masterclass from the master himself, you'll want to head to the Rick Rule Symposium on Natural Resource Investing in Florida, July 23 to 27. You'll get access to industry insiders, elite bullion dealers, gold council members, and uranium pros. Just head over to realvision.com slash Rick for tickets. That's realvision.com slash Rick.